0: Today, by Carol Tearsmith and Jack Tyson. Paul Crowder is producing the show. And on the phone, we have Father Jim Blunt with us from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. Uh, I'd just like to mention for all of you new listeners out there that a few of our shows build, they're kind of in a series through a few episodes. And it really lets you, our audience, kind of gather more information than we can cover in a single hour about a particular theme. So every once in a while we do that. But every hour is interesting and independent and and filled with great inspiration on its own. But if you'd like to catch any of the previous episodes uh, within a theme uh, with Father Jim, they're available to listen to at thequestatlanta.com or on our Quest Atlanta app under Programs and Local. So coming up this hour, we're going to be talking about some current topics and perhaps some more about Divine Will and Louisa Picoretta. Uh Father Jim, thanks for joining us today.
1: You're welcome, guys. Why don't we um, read a bit of a psalm from the Holy Bible as an opening prayer?
0: That'd be great.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Psalm 102. Team, would you like to say this after me, perhaps, sure, line by sure. line? Mm-hmm. It's very powerful to proclaim the Word of God out loud. Then we hear it and we speak it. It has a cleansing power over the studio and over us, and even our dear listeners can repeat this as well. Psalm 102. O Lord, listen to my prayer.
2: O oh Lord, listen to my prayer.
1: And let my cry for help reach you.
2: And, and let my, my cry, cry for help,
1: help reach you. Do not hide your face from me.
2: Do not hide your face from me.
1: In the day of my distress.
2: In the day of my distress.
1: Turn your ear towards me. Turn your ear towards me. And answer me quickly when I call. And and answer me quickly quickly when I I call. For my days are vanishing like smoke. For
2: For my days are vanishing like smoke.
1: My heart is withered like the grass. My My heart is withered like the grass. I forget to eat my bread. I I forget to eat my bread. I cry with all my strength.
0: I cry with all my strength
1: the bread I eat is ashes
2: the bread I eat
1: is ashes my drink is mingled with tears
2: my drink is
1: mingled with tears my days are like a passing shadow
0: my days are like a passing shadow
1: and I wither away like the grass
2: and I wither away like the grass
1: but you are will endure forever.
2: But But you, O Lord, will
1: endure forever. And your name from age to age. And And your name name from age to age. You will arise and have mercy on Zion. You You
3: will arise
1: and have mercy on Zion. For this is the time to have mercy.
2: For For this this is the time to have mercy.
1: Yes, The time appointed has come.
2: Yes, the The time time appointed appointed has come.
1: come. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
2: As As it was was in the beginning, is now, now, and ever ever shall be, be, world without without end. end. Amen. Amen.
1: Lord, your people across our beloved country have been scattered by all forms of desolation and sadness and misery But we see, Lord, that the light of truth and justice is beginning to shine across our country. We thank you, Father God, for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for his holy word and sacred scripture. We thank you for the Catholic Church and our divine liturgy. We thank you for the victory you have promised and which is even now beginning to dawn upon the earth and upon our country. We praise you and we love you and we eagerly await the full revelation of your glory and our healing. May Almighty God bless our country and our listeners and our team in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank,
1: thank, thank you.
0: Psalm one oh two, everyone. This powerful. is powerful. This is the time for mercy. It certainly Amen. was a perfect psalm. A perfect psalm for this week. Father, we were discussing the diary of Louisa Picaretta and specifically her novena, and we were, yes. are hoping to get to that later. But we've got so many interesting current topics that are sure. kind of on the horizon right now. And since yes. since today is the feast day of Our Lady of Fatima and her final apparition, I just wonder if you'd like to share any thoughts on that today.
1: Yes, thank you. It's um, certainly extremely important um, revelation. apparition and all the popes have been agreed on this they all gave great honor to Our Lady of Fatima and has a message of great significance unless it be like lost on our listeners unless we sort of forgot this that Our Lady warned us at this particular amazing and approved apparition of communism and socialism she said a great error would arise out of Russia that would actually spread through the whole world if we did not do enough prayer and penance. And we have seen this, this doctrine, this really is an evil doctrine of socialism and communism, which robs man of his freedom and puts man under a slavery of a dictator. It's never worked in any country where it's been tried, never worked. It's now, is being taught in our colleges and universities across this country. And that needs to stop and it will stop as we pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. It basically teaches people to hate their country. And so that's one of the amazing, timely elements of Our Lady of Fatima. She was warning the United States of America and all countries about this error coming from Marx and Lenin called communism and socialism, which, by the way, includes It absolutely includes a direct attack on the family, on natural love, and on the church. That's all part of communism and socialism. And so we thank God, though, that our Holy Mother, the mother of all mankind, Mary's the mother of all Catholics, of all Christians, and indeed of all Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists as well. She's the mother of mankind. And she will bring about the complete fulfillment of sacred scripture, the prophecies of scripture, and her own. That an era of peace, that her heart, she said, my heart in the end would triumph. Well, what is Mary's heart? Mary's heart is the place of sinlessness. So let me restate that then. Mary said, sinlessness will triumph. And what that means is sin. And its leader, Satan, have been put on notice that sin and Satan will disappear from the face of the earth, and an era of sinlessness is coming. Hallelujah. Alleluia. Truly, an era of holiness. The peace that God brings is not, as Martin Luther King would say, it's not simply an absence of violence. That's an earthly idea of peace. But more is the presence of God, who is, as the scripture says, holy, holy, holy. So something new and holy is coming to the world, something sinless, something incredibly joyful. And this is what Our Lady was prophesying there at Fatima when the sun came crashing down so as to confirm Mary's prophetic words. And I did want to share with our sinners today that this amazing miracle of the sun which, by the way, has been seen in different ways at Mechagori for more than 25 years now, by the way. I've been there when the sun began to dance there in Mechagori, or to spin or to flash. It's been happening there and other apparition sites around the world. But it's not well known that a great revelation, a, another apparition you might see of the dancing of the sun, spectacular, occurred in the Vatican, in Rome during the pontificate of Pope Pius XII. Of course, it's not well-known, but those who've read his biography know about this, that Pope Pius XII was discerning the proclamation of the dogma of the Assumption of the Virgin Mary back in the 1950s. And he took a prayer walk in the Vatican Gardens, and that's where he saw the sun dance in the sky for him, personally, in front of him. Amazing he received the same exact phenomenon that occurred at Fatima. Of course, because the Pope is the sign of unity. In his person, he's the sign of the entire universal church. So what would occur to him privately would occur to others publicly. So to be aware of that, team, and our good listeners, that the miracle of the sun has happened now quite a few times, But it also happened to the infallible Roman pontiff, Venerable Pius XII, in the 1950s, to confirm his proclamation of the dogma of the Assumption. So what happened at Fatima also happened to the Pope. It's absolutely real, and it's a promise of divine assistance through the prayers of the Virgin Mary. Something great is coming. And If you put all of these apparitions and messages together, all those that are approved, that is, you see that they all are beginning to converge, even right now in the world. They're all beginning to converge. For instance, Our Lady told another holy servant, the servant of God, Mariana Torres, that shortly after the year 2000, just when it appears that everything is completely lost, does that sound familiar, team? It's about now, you see. Knock, knock. (laughs) Imagine that back in the 1600s, Our Lady said this to Venerable Mariana Torres, whose body is utterly and completely incorrupt. And her whole convent, by the way, all the nuns are incorrupt that were with her. She told her that shortly after the year 2000, when it appears that everything is lost, then she said, I will come down from heaven with my son. And at the very moment when Lucifer thinks he's being crowned like his king of the earth, she will pull the rug out from under him. He will be bound up in chains and cast into hell, and the grace of conversion, which is holiness, will be given to the entire human race. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And now, team, I want to quote Pope Pius the Ninth, blessed Pope Pius the Ninth, a great, 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 great Pope, who, by the way, proclaimed the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. So he was a predecessor to Pius XII. He was pontiff, I think he was the longest reigning pope in the history of the church back in the 1850s, 60s, and 70s. And in 1878, Pope blessed Pope Pius IX, he said this, this is a, a quote from one of our infallible popes. He said this, quote, all erring soul about the whole world now, all erring souls will return to the path of truth and justice after the darkness of their minds has been dispelled. And, he said, there will be one flock and one shepherd. Amen. 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 Now, that's from one of the greatest popes of all history. Prophesying a time when the darkness will leave not only the earth, but will be vanquished from the minds and hearts of all of us. No more darkness or confusion. Rather, truth and justice. The darkness will be vanquished, and some great light will come. And pursuant to that, there will be a massive conversion. Whereas the, the Bible itself says, every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He says, Pope Pius, there will be one flock and one shepherd. And so you see that his prophetic words seem to have been picked up on by the Virgin Mary at Fatima. Mm -hmm. She's confirming the words of her Pope son. So something marvelous, brothers and sisters, is about to occur. What Mary prophesied at Fatima is on the verge of happening, and her prophecy does not stand alone, is supported by Mariana Torres and Mary of Agreda and St. Louis de Montfort and Pope Pius IX, Pope after Pope after Pope, even Pope Paul VI made a similar prophecy. So beloved, this is the time for us not to despair, but it's always darkest before the dawn. It's darkest before the dawn. And I think we've been living in that time period of the darkness before the dawn. But Our Lady Wants us not to despair and not to be frightened. She wants us to have hope. And so, team, I'm going to make another quotation from not a saint, but she may well be canonized in the near future. But she was a great Catholic stigmatist. She had this stigmata for years. Her name is Maria Julie Cianni, a great Catholic mystic and prophet from France, about the same time as Pope Pius IX. But she received this message from Jesus. This is what Marie Julie Jahani, who's really approved by the bishops of France and, please God, should be canonized one day. This holy woman, you can even find photographs of her on the internet. She wrote many prophecies, they've all come true. Here's one from her. She says, The church is destined to put up with the most awful affronts. Boy, is that now! Mm-hmm. The church, she said, is destined to put up with the most awful affronts. Then she says these are kind of startling words. She says it will vanish away like the bodily life of Christians. But it will rise again in the midst of the trials, and its triumph with a capital T will be secured. Now how does she know this back in the eighteen eighties? And this triumph will be secured. Then Jesus said to us through Maria Julie Juhani, Tell my children not to harbor any doubt about her, Mother Mary's, forthcoming triumph, because doubting would be offending me, he said. Tell my children not to harbor any doubt about her forthcoming triumph. So Jesus is telling us through Maria Juhani and through many others, Do not be doubtful. What I would recommend to you, team, is this, that we're going to say three Hail Marys, I believe, right now, that God would give to us and to everyone listening the Virgin Mary's faith, the Virgin Mary's trust and confidence, and the Virgin Mary's perfect love. Amen? Amen. Amen. We need Our Lady's faith and her hope and her love. She will grant it to us. That's why God gave her so much. It's for her children. And so let's pray, beloved, first to Hail Mary, that all of us listening will have the Virgin Mary's perfect faith. By the way, she had perfect faith in the presence of her son in the Eucharist. She went to Mass every day with her spiritual son, Bishop John the Evangelist. And so first to Hail Mary, that all of us will receive Mary's perfect faith. She is our harbor of light our ark of refuge in these times, and we must live on Mary's faith, on Mary's hope, and on Mary's love, almost like a baby with its umbilical cord. So first, for Our Lady's perfect faith to live within us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
2: Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray pray for for us sinners. sinners,
4: Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
1: Now we want to pray for Our Lady's perfect hope. Hope is the virtue of confidence, is what it is. It's holy confidence, unerring confidence. Mary, give us your perfect confidence. Even as you stood at the foot of the cross, you knew that your beloved Son would rise. Without doubt, you knew that. Give us your holy, godly, perfect hope and confidence right now as we go through a similar crucifixion. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
2: Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners. sinners. Spread Spread the effect of of grace of thy flame flame of love over all of humanity, humanity, now and at the hour of our death. death.
3: Amen.
1: Amen. And Mary, you are the mother of fair love, and we know that perfect love casts out all fear. Free me and all my brothers and sisters from all fear, that we would love you and your Son perfectly and love even our enemies with your love. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
0: Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God. God, Pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of of grace upon thy flame of love over all of humanity now and at the hour of our death.
2: death. Amen.
1: Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the beginning,
3: beginning, is is now and and ever ever shall be world without without end. end. Amen. Amen.
1: With Mary's faith, with her hope and her perfect love, team listeners, we will We will be fine. We will triumph. Her heart is the Ark of the New Covenant. And in Mary's holy, immaculate heart, we will be like in a safe refuge where no storm of sin or evil can touch us. Amen?
3: Amen. Amen.
1: Now, Tim, I just want to mention one more thing in regards to Our Lady of Fatima. Something else that maybe some of our listeners are familiar with this. But did you realize that on October the 13th, 1884, this very same, you know, wonderful date of Fatima, that another pope, Pope Leo the 13th, received a prophetic vision and went into a trance publicly on this very day? Pope Leo the 13th, Mm. after saying his daily mass? He was attending a second Mass that another, I believe, a bishop was celebrating, and he was attending a second Mass as his thanksgiving when he went into a holy, mystical trance. He had a vision. And apparently in his vision he saw or he heard or both the evil one challenging the Holy One, Jesus. And this was revealed publicly several times. But he received his vision, either a locution or a vision or both, of the evil one more or less taunting the Lord and telling the Lord Jesus Christ, give me more time, and I will destroy your church. And the Holy Father, Pope Leo, he heard Jesus speak very calmly and peacefully back to the devil. And so remember this, team, whenever the devil attacks you, stay calm. Don't get excited. You don't have to yell at him. We stay calm and peaceful. Because greater is the one within us, the Lord Jesus Christ, than the one who is in the world, the devil. Greater. Mm -hmm. And the Lord calmly said to the devil, you know, he said, what do you need? I want more time and more power, the devil says. And the Lord said to him, you have the time, you have the power. In other words, the Lord took his challenge. And we are being put through the trial right now, the church. This trial the devil having more power and more, to, more time. And Pope Leo said, I understood he would be given approximately 100 years, approximately 100 years to do his business, the devil. So the gauntlet was thrown down, and our king and savior, the king of the world, Jesus said, yes, I, I accept your challenge. And what, that was on October the 13th, 1884, and exactly 33 years later to the day, the sun danced at Fatima. Mm. 33 years later to the very day. And that's what many theologians think that when the sun danced, that was the beginning of the time clock. Uh-huh. Exactly 33 years later, the clock started. That was October the 13th. And what year was that, team? Uh,
0: 1917.
1: Yes, and how many years ago was that? hundred and three, And the Holy Father said, I understood it to be approximately 100 years, approximately. He would be given time to do his worst work. That's called the iPhone. That's called HBO. That's called Antifa. <laughs> That's called violent. That's called homosexuality. That's called corruption. That's called satanic black masses. He's done his worst, the mm-hmm. evil one. And now he's trying to destroy the church, one cardinal against another. But his time is ticking out. His time is almost up. And the words of our Holy Father approximately 100 years. And the words of Blessed Mariana Torres, or the servant of God, Mariana Torres, shortly after the year 2000, when it appears that everything is lost. Beloved, I want to, to proclaim that the time of darkness is almost over. Really, the time is up the time is up. It is time now for a new generation of saints to arise among all ages, but especially among the youth. It's time for the fulfillment of all the prophecies of Holy Church, all the prophecies that heaven has given to us. It's time now. So this is a very important day, and a very important anniversary, because it marks the beginning of this worst time of darkness in world history, but it also marks the end of it. The end is now coming. When we have to pray more and pray more sincerely. And we I remind everyone, when we pray our rosaries beginning today, pray with Mary's faith. Pray with Mary's hope and confidence. Pray with Mary's love. It's mm. time now for the saints to arise. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, th- I know that I'm going to have to go back and listen to the archive of this one. There's just too much here. <laughs> so much here. So this is much. really great. We've got about one more minute before we need to go to break. Father, do you have any last closing thoughts before we just sign off into the break, and then we'll come right back.
1: Wow. Well, I'm here in Wisconsin. we was just preaching at the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help, the only approved apparition site in the United States of America where Mary appeared to Sister Adele, to a holy young lady who became a Catholic nun. And so it's a joy to be speaking to you here, where also there were prophetic words and prophetic actions. And basically that those who cling to Mary and her rosary and the Eucharist will be completely safe from the fires that are raging. That really is the living prophecy of Our Lady of Good Help that we will be completely and utterly protected if we cling to our rosaries and the Holy Eucharist. Victory, safety, and victory is ours throughout the world and in the United States of America. Here, too, Mary appeared and prophesied the victory.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All right, friends, we've got to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a minute with Father Jim Blunt. Stay tuned.
4: The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. I don't know about you, but I feel like before I had kids, I was going to be the best and greatest mom in the entire world. I had these dreams and these, um, I was going to do crafts with my kids. I was going to be patient all the time and never yell or scream or get frustrated. And then when I had a child, it was much different. I feel like the Lord handed me a really hard baby who was Um, colicky and crying all the time and I realized I it was just a lot harder than I was expecting I was recovering from a C-section and I just didn't know what to do and so I had to rely on him that much more and pray like okay Lord give me the grace I don't know what this baby needs help me help me in this moment so if that's you right now just know you are not alone and turn to the Lord and ask for prayers okay just ask he's there he wants to help. For more homegrown wisdom visit thequestatlanta.com Christianity rises or falls with Jesus. If Jesus is just a myth, then Christianity is false. It's that simple. So, is Jesus just a myth? The answer is no. Apart from the four gospels in Paul's epistles, which skeptics unfairly reject, we have non-Christian sources that affirm Jesus existed. For example, the first century Jewish historian, Josephus, in his work, Antiquities of the Jews, names Jesus, describes him as a doer of startling deeds, and affirms his crucifixion under Pontius Pilate. Cornelius Tacitus, a Roman historian of the first century, in his work Annals refers to a group of people called Christians, and describes the founder of their name as, quote, Christus, who was put to death by Pontius Pilate, procurator of Judea in the reign of Tiberius, close quote. So, was Jesus a real historical person? You better believe it. I'm Corlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com.
2: Please join us in a parent's prayer to St. Monica. St. Monica, patron of Christian mothers, we entrust to your protection the children whose names you can read in our hearts. Pray for them that they may be granted strength to combat weakness. Give them victory over temptations. Guidance to resolve their doubts and success in all their undertakings. May they enjoy health of mind and body, see beauty and worth in all created things, and serve the Lord with firm faith, joyful hope, and enduring love. Amen.
0: Welcome back, everyone. You are just now joining us. We are broadcasting live from the AM 1160 The Quest studio this hour. I'm Steph Ike, and I'm joined in the studio by Carol Tearsmith, Jack Tyson, and Paul Crowder, who's at the board. And joining us on the phone is Father Jim Blunt. And we are talking today, I guess you'd say we're talking about prophecies of the current events of our time. Wouldn't you say, Father?
1: That's right, because we want to have like a show of hope Yes. That our good people, it's, it's a characteristic of Catholics, of Christians, to be, you might say, people of hope, people of the smile, that the world is in safe hands, in God's hands, and the devil is having his day, but his day is almost up, and we Catholics have to use these prophecies approved by the Church uh, for us as a, a feeding our hope, so we know that, that darkness will have its last moment, but it will be the light that has the victory light will win even john paul said that in the end love always wins
0: that's right and god always wins right i remember you saying god always wins god always wins and god that's always right. wins
1: <laughs> and we were going to get t-shirts but we ne- that's we right we need to get our t-shirts
0: <laughs> but father before we continue the conversation i think jack has something very interesting to to ask you about uh just coming back from the break now I wanted to ask you about something you just released a new video with your brother Father Tony encouraging continued prayer leading up to and after the election can you just share some ideas on what you had in mind on that video for those who have not seen it yet I know we talked about the 54-day rosary novena that many people have just completed and you had an idea of something you and Father Tony to continue with
1: yes we just wanted to encourage our good people Um, we we finished the rosary novena um, beautifully and apparently there were several hundred thousand people praying the rosary every day for all fifty four days and i believe we're already beginning to see the fruit to be honest with you to see the fruit of this novena even with several revelations in the news in the last twenty four hours we won't go into that right now but revealing things that need to come out to the light we believe we're seeing the fruits of this novena. But we want to remind our good people that there's actually 27 more days from the end of the novena to the upcoming elections. So we Catholics want to pray continuously, not to stop because the novena is over. And so we recommend it to the good people. My brother's thought was this, is that all of us who are listening will have a chance perhaps at the end of this show. At 3 o'clock every day, you may want to set your alarm. That's what my brother and I have done on our cell phones. So at 3 o'clock, our Lord encouraged us through St. Faustina to, he said, duck into a church if you can, but if not, wherever you are, to stop at 3 o'clock sharp in the afternoon and to ask the Lord for anything, ask the Father for anything, through the merits of the passion of his son Jesus. Ask him for anything. He said, that's a miracle time, you might say. It's the miracle hour and the miracle moment. It must be the holiest moment of every day, 3 p.m. And so we're asked to even to kneel down if you can. And what we'd like to do is ask everyone to pray first for the cessation of all violence, that God would protect our country from all forms of violence, including even a possible invasion, to keep us safe in every possible way. And secondly, to pray for this election this election will be safeguarded, you know, because there are those who want to more or less, you know, confuse the people and steal the election. We ask for to protect this election and that this election would contribute to the complete ending of abortion. Amen?
3: Amen? Oh, amen.
1: It's really the only way we can vote. There's nothing that even comes close to abortion, nothing whatsoever in the world, in the universe, in all history, even compares to the killing of even one innocent baby, even one. So we want to ask everyone at the 3 o'clock hour to pause for 5 to 15 seconds maybe and say, Father God, through the merits of your Son, Jesus Christ, and his holy passion, protect our country from all forms of violence, especially the violence against unborn children, and bless our upcoming elections. That was our our main thought. We also want to encourage everyone to try to pray multiple rosaries, if we can. We know that not everyone can. But those who can, even Our Lady has asked us at Medjugorje and other apparition sites. And by the way, Medjugorje is now an approved Catholic site of apparition from the Vatican, approved at other sites as well our lady has asked us to pray four rosaries a day and we found there's a special power when we pray all four rosaries it's like praying the entire new testament every day Hmm. when you pray the joy, the joyful the luminous the sorrowful and the glorious the birth the life and ministry the death and the resurrection of our savior jesus christ We're actually praying in the New Testament. It's it's Bible on the beads what we call it, it's the whole Bible on the beads. When you pray the whole New Testament every day, there's an explosive power. I want to encourage everyone, definitely keep praying our rosaries. But for those of you who can, pray all four. If you can't, then pray three. If you can't, then pray two. But do your best to pray multiple rosaries, because I think we're entering into the eye of the storm right now, the eye of the hurricane and those who hold the rosary and who love Jesus with Mary's love, especially in the Eucharist, we will be fine. We need to kneel down and cling to our rosaries and pray for the universal church and for the country. So those were basically our messages to use the three o'clock hour to make a quick prayer and to use our rosaries more than ever before for an end to violence and an end to abortion and for the blessing of this upcoming election. Amen. So
0: yeah, so this may kind of be our Lepanto. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay.
1: So, Father, I've got a I've got a question for you that's staying in the kind of current events realm, and yes. then I think Carol might have one for you as well. But just before the break, uh, you mentioned the need for a new generation of saints, and and just over the weekend was the beatification of Carlo Acutis. Uh, a Italian British um teenager who who died uh, at age 15 could you uh talk a little bit about Carlo and and some of the great things that he did in such a short life yes um this is something simply stupendous and i received a, another prophetic word about Carlo just this morning but just so our people will know Carlo was actually born, like he's in our time. He was born in 1991 in London, of all places. And then his family moved to, to Italy. And he died in Italy in the year 2006. And he was buried there in, in Assisi because he loved St. Francis of Assisi. And so he was just beatified there just over the weekend there in Assisi. And what's amazing is that there are actually more visitors to Blessed Carlo's tomb than to St. Francis' tomb in the last last year or two. His body appears to be partially incorrupt. He was an amazing young teenager. He loved the rosary, and he loved the Eucharist. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) He loved the rosary, and he loved the Eucharist, and he offered his death for the Pope. And I find it so fascinating because it was St. John Bosco, among other saints, and he was, St. John Bosco was a patron saint of young people, who said that's the first gift of Our Lady, Then, when you come to the Virgin Mary and you pray her rosary, the first gift she gives you is love for the Eucharist and love for the Pope. The first two gifts. Mm-hmm. And we see these in Carlo, the rosary and the Eucharist and the Holy Father. Now what's so amazing about young Carlo is this. His parents were not practicing Catholics, to put it mildly. They were not practicing Catholics. But he prayed the rosary every day, and he went to Mass daily as a boy. And he would drag his mother with him to daily Mass. (laughs) Up until that point, his mother had only been to Mass, to church, three times in her entire life. In her entire life, Mm -hmm. he'd been to church only three times. But Carlo fell in love with God. And he brought his mother and his other relatives with him. And he made sure they were able to receive Holy Communion. He made sure they went to confession so they could receive Holy Communion daily with him. What an amazing young man. It turns out that young Carlo was a computer geek, a computer wizard. And he loved the computer and the games the kids play now. But, you know, of his own volition... He limited himself to one hour a week. That was his own rule to himself. He actually wrote it down. He loved those computer games, but he knew by a special prompting of the Holy Spirit that any teenager who prays the rosary sincerely will begin to receive the same promptings of the Holy Spirit. Carlo knew that these games, as fun as they were, he knew they were addictive. And they could take him away from his Jesus, from his faith. And so he limited himself to one hour a week. Isn't that amazing? Yes. His for parents? His age. <laughs> didn't limit him. That was his idea. Hmm. And he actually said this once about going to daily mass, limiting the computer gains, but expanding his love for Jesus and the Eucharist. He said, I'm going to quote Carlo the more often we receive the Eucharist, the more we will become like Jesus so that on this earth we will have a foretaste of heaven. That's from a teenage boy. Beautiful. The more often we receive the Eucharist, the more we will become like Jesus, so that on this earth we will have a foretaste of heaven. And he was so in love with the Eucharist that he began to study the Eucharistic miracles around the world. And he would beg his parents for vacations, not to go to any resorts, But to take him to the shrines of the Eucharistic miracles, like Lanciano, right there in Italy. And so using his computer, he put together an entire display of all the Eucharistic miracles of history. It's available now for download on the Vatican website. Hmm. And we'll send that to you there at the Quest, there in your offices, in your studios. We'll send that to you maybe later today, so our listeners can access it through the Quest. The actual display that Carlo made of all the Eucharistic miracles. What an amazing young man. And he was captivated by these holy miracles. And why aren't all of us captivated that somehow, somehow, the Word is not getting out? These miracles defy, you might say, all the rules of science. They simply can't be. These are amazing phenomenon of our time, and blessed Carlo, God is using him to bring attention of the world to these Eucharistic miracles, because if if truth be told, everyone in the world, forgive me, every Buddhist, every Hindu, every Muslim, every atheist, every Protestant should be joining every Catholic on our knees with our heads to the floor, worshiping the God-man, present, physically, on the altar, in the Eucharist, every day. Mm -hmm. This is a phenomenon, beyond all phenomena, Unbelievable. Carlo could see it. And just this morning, I received this, I didn't know this, but my brother found this and sent this to me, because his mother, the mother of Carlo, is still living. And she apparently had a dream of her son, and right before he died, and if I remember correctly, it was St. Francis of Assisi who appeared to her. And she said that St. Francis, in her dream, I think it was like, like maybe the day before he died, Francis told her, Mrs. Acutis, your son will be raised very high in the church, and after his canonization there will be a generation of saints.
0: Whoa. Wow. Wow. Looking now, forward to that. Yeah, that's This is a,
1: sort of like just getting out to our country, this amazing prophecy. But no one less than St. Louis de Montfort prophesied about a generation of young saints who would arise in the final days, so to speak. The greatest saints of all history. And it appears that it is time Things could not get much darker, and the young people of all generations, this these young generations, have been totally blindsided and betrayed and abused by the church, by the world, by the government, by the television. They've been plunged into darkness and baptized into the darkness of the evil one. It is time now to reverse the filth that we have allowed to be plunged into and over our children. It's time to reverse all of that. Now, this generation, the most abused and betrayed in world history, being taught to hate their country, to hate their family, to hate their church, to hate God, even to hate themselves, and to cut themselves and make themselves bleed, this generation will be lifted up by Jesus through Mary's intercession, and they will be infused with light, And they will become the greatest generation of saints in the history of the entire world. I'm talking about the little 15-year-olds and your own family. Mm -hmm. And the 16s and the 17s, those who are being confused in every possible way, including their identity. A new generation is about to arise. This has been the greatest time of darkness. It will be followed immediately by the greatest time of light in world history. And the teenagers will be the holiest among us, will be the teenagers. And hence here is this amazing prophecy from St. Francis of Assisi to the mother of Carlo, who as of this weekend is now blessed. He told her, your son will be raised very high in the church. And after his canonization, so he's prophesying, this is before he even died. Francis is telling his mother who'll become a saint. And after his canonization, there will be a generation of saints. And so we need to ask Blessed Carlo now. Carlo, help us to pray for this prophecy to be fulfilled now. No more suicides among our teenagers, no more sexual perversion, no more cutting themselves, no more atheism, no more disrespect, no more depression, no more addiction. Now, make them the greatest saints of all history. Amen? Amen. Amen. This Amen. is the time. And we can't wait any longer. The children are dying. They are simply dying. And so, team, I'm going to interrupt this again. I ask you, please, to pray with me in our Father, a Hail Mary, and a Glory Be, that this generation of saints long prophesied, prophesied long before Francis appeared to Mrs. Acutis, has been prophesied many times. Let's pray now for that, pro- that prophecy to be fulfilled immediately. There's no more time to waste. We can't lose one more teenager. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Blessed Carlo, pray with us as we pray for all the youth, and indeed for an end to abortion. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
2: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
1: Hail Mary, full of grace, mother of all grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
2: Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray pray for us sinners. Spread Spread the effect of of grace of thy flame of love over all all of humanity, now and at the hour hour of our our death. death. Amen.
1: Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
2: as As it was was in the beginning, is is now, now,
1: and ever ever shall be,
2: world without end. Amen.
1: And, team, would you say this after me? I'm going to quote Psalm 102 a little further down to end this prayer this way. If you could write you could say this after me. Let this be written for ages to come.
2: Let this be written for ages to come.
1: That a people yet unborn may praise the Lord. That that a people people yet yet unborn may praise praise the Lord. For the Lord leaned down from his sanctuary on high. For the Lord Lord
0: leaned down from from his sanctuary
1: sanctuary on high. He looked down from heaven to the earth. He looked down from heaven to the earth. That he might hear the groans of the prisoners.
2: That that he he might hear the groans of
3: the
1: prisoners and free those condemned to die.
0: And free those condemned to die.
1: That the sons of your servants shall dwell untroubled. That the The sons of of your servants shall dwell untroubled. And their race shall endure before you.
0: And And their their race race shall endure before you.
1: That the name of the Lord may be proclaimed. That, that the, the name,
0: name of the Lord, Lord may be
1: proclaimed, proclaimed. In, in Zion, in Zion, in the church, in the church, in the entire world, in, in the, the entire, entire world. world. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Alleluia. 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 Fa- so we see, yes, go ahead.
2: No, you go ahead, Father.
1: I was going to say, you see how even sacred scripture prophesies these beautiful things. Things end well with those who follow Jesus, everything ends well. And something spectacularly well is coming soon. And we see that with Blessed Carlo. Something spectacular is coming. We claim the teenagers of this country and of the world. We claim them here and now for Jesus, for Mary, and for high sanctity. We withdraw them from the hands of Lucifer and from the new world order. And we now claim all the young people of the entire world to the prayers of blessed carlo for jesus christ for mother mary for the highest possible sanctity amen. amen amen
2: well father we're we're wrapping up we have about five more minutes so it seems like maybe the best thing to do at this point is just to end with a another current event um in the news sure. this week uh, obviously we have the the confirmation hearings of judge amy coney barrett and there's a a lot going on and so maybe father you could uh... comment on on these hearings and on judge barrett
1: yes by the way the first thing that i would like to comment is this i don't know if this is well known but did you know that her father is an ordained deacon of the roman catholic church
0: uh... didn't Didn't know that.
1: that her dad is a practicing deacon of the catholic church and is an amazing man of god there's actually an article that came out on the internet about two weeks ago And you can read about his testimony It can be accessed through the computer. An amazing testimony. What a man of God. So this beautiful judge comes from good stock, you might say, from very good stock. (laughs) I don't know how many children, like eight or nine in her family, and now she herself has seven children. So this young woman is an amazing person. Not only is she very bright, of course, very intelligent, but she is a lover of God and a lover of the Catholic Church. She's a lover of Jesus, and she believes in, has been touched by, and is filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the people of praise is the name of the community that she and her husband belong to. That's a charismatic community. And by by the way, it's an ecumenical community, which means that they also live in love with our Protestant brothers and sisters too. So those who love Jesus are also welcome. So it shows you that that she and we should not be narrow-minded. One day soon, by the power of God, the whole world will be Catholic. It has to be that way, because the Eucharist needs to be loved and accepted. It can no longer be ignored. It has to be that way. We have to be one church. But in the meantime, we love our fellow Christians. So we have a woman here who's a Catholic, who's charismatic, who's broad-minded, who's intelligent, who believes in life, she displays that by her, her seven children, two of whom are adopted from another country. So we are really blessed to have her, the first the first mother with school-age children to be seated on the court in the history of our country. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. First time in history. And it seems like this is not only is it um, God's choice, it's God's timing. So I've been praying, and I offered my, my Mass just today, this morning. I offered my Mass. For the judge, for her protection, for her testimony to be filled with wisdom, and for her confirmation by the Senate, quickly, a quick confirmation, because I don't think we can afford to leave the bench open. We need to have all nine justices seated probably within a few weeks from now. We need to have them all seated and ready. But this also would mean that we have a winning vote, so to speak, if any case comes up about abortion. The abortion case, the decision that was given to us years ago, was very bad jurisprudence, to put it mildly. It was really like a blasphemy, not just to God, but to our Constitution. It was absolutely fallacious reasoning. And so we really need this gift. We've been praying and fasting for decades now, all of us. And many of us priests, we've been calling out for an end to abortion in our daily mass for 20 years or more, every single day. And God is answering us. And this is another step in this amazing battle. We must bring an end to abortion. We cannot kill one more baby. That little baby you're about to kill, that's our next blessed Carlo Acutis. That's who that baby is. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you, team, this is how I see it. Satan can read prophecies. He's read the Bible. He reads what the saints have written. Satan knows that the greatest generation of saints of all world history are about to arise among the youth. Therefore, seeing that, he inspired the abortion movement to kill them before they could even be born. This is what abortion is about. Satan wants to kill the young ones before they can even be born so they won't rise up and become saints and throw him back into hell.
0: Mm. Well, Father, unfortunately our hour is coming to a close, but what a powerful hour. We are so grateful to have Father Jim Blunt from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity joining us today. Thank you, Father Jim. And Thank if, you. And have, If you haven't catched the, uh, caught the whole interview with uh, Father Jim today, it will be available on the Quest Atlanta app and online at thequestatlanta.com later today or tomorrow. Father, can you close us out with this hour with uh, a prayer and, and your, uh, your blessing for everyone who's listening?
1: Sure. I, I just found out, team, that there's actually a shrine to St. Joseph here in Wisconsin as well. Mm-hmm. So I think someone's going to bring me by to To go pray there today or tomorrow so i love saint joseph and in these final days when the youth are meant to arise the saints also prophesied that saint joseph would arise in these final days and that also makes sense because he's the patron saint of youth he's the patron saint of chastity and purity so i'm going to pray the ancient prayer to saint joseph it's the oldest prayer known by the church is it's more than 1900 years old it's approved by the church, is powerful. Let's pray this for all the youth of our country. We pray it for the, all the unborn of our country. We pray for our country now to be protected and converted completely. We entrust ourselves now to Joseph. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
3: Amen. Amen.
1: The ancient prayer. O oh, Saint Joseph, you whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God. I place before you all of our interests and desires. O oh, Saint Joseph, do assist us by your powerful intercession and obtain for us, from your divine Son, every spiritual blessing through Jesus Christ our Lord, so that having engaged, here below, your heavenly power, we may offer our thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O oh, Saint Joseph, we never weary contemplating you and the baby Jesus asleep in your arms. We dare not approach while he reposes near your heart. Press him in our names. Press him in the young people's name and kiss his fine head for us and ask him to return that kiss when we draw our dying breath. St. Joseph, protector and patron of the universal church, pray for us. St. Joseph, patron saint and protector of the young people, pray for us. And St. Joseph, protector of the family, pray for us. The Lord be with you. And with With your spirit. spirit. May the Lord bless with saintly graces every listener to this broadcast now or in the future. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, may the saints now arise. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you for that wonderful blessing. And thank you, Father. Thank you. thank you. to all of you who've been listening today to your Atlanta Catholic radio station, AM 1160 The Quest. Stay tuned now for the Divine Mercy Chaplet.